All right. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. All right. So um Thank you guys for tuning back in. Uh, last week uh, was our season two's, uh, you know, first episode. This week we're doing our second episode. Uh, you know, we're back, and you know, last week we got some actually got really new questions um, from you know just coming back after like a long, a long period of uh, stopping, and then uh, you know, for for you know really. Uh, our first episode, then people start, you know, asking, you know, after this New Year's, you know, we have, uh, you know, people are getting back into the routine. And then, you know, there's things that actually are, you know, coming up on, you know, training volume where people are, uh, as you know, yourself, uh, you, you've talked about you know, competing in this coming year. And, uh, and then we start to engage a little bit more questions on people actually asking is that, hey, you know, like I've been training, uh, it seems fun, you know, bodybuilding seems, you know, something that's actually doable now, uh, compared to a couple of years ago, or even 10 years ago, where it's like, oh, man, this is like way out of arm's reach. So, uh, you know, when, like, it's even for me, you know, when I started lifting, you know, I see those really big dudes, like, as like, man, this is not something I could possibly do. And then now, you know, we're, we're, we're actually competing, we have a lot more platforms. And now we're just, you know, uh, it's still around now that people are started to train, you know, in a very higher volume of uh, a training where it's like a very traditional uh, bodybuilding uh, a split where it's, you know, chest day, back day, arm day, shoulder day. I think it still exists until now. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say it's a bad program, uh, but and it still works for some individuals. But after, you know, be, becoming a coach for like since, uh, you know, these couple of years, you know, the, the, you know, you learn about more training volume and, you know, what's most optimal to uh, build muscle and actually see progression in the, you know, the shortest time period and more predictable progressions. Uh, to be honest, but, you know, um, but, uh, you know, as education always is, you know, the more you learn and then, you know, the, the less, you know, I'm pretty sure you've uh, <laughs> heard of heard of that as well. Um, so, you know, what is the most common thing that, you know, you see with your clients, you know, the first thing you work with them? Yeah. So typically when they're coming to me, especially if they've already been lifting weights for like one or two years and they're trying to like, continue progressing um i often find that when i actually have a look at their programming and what they're actually doing in terms of their workouts um they're doing just way too much like the amount of like uh like sets and repetitions and stuff they're doing per session is quite ridiculous sometimes um like i've been i've looked at people's programs and they're doing like four to five sets on each exercise and they're doing like five or not five they're doing like eight to ten like exercises per workout a lot of these exercises are pretty much the exact same movement patterns like they'll be doing like dumbbell chest press with like uh, so like a flat dumbbell chest press with like a flat barbell chest press and there's just a lot of um, unnecessary work that they're doing um so like a lot of times too with their training when i actually have them send me videos of them performing these movements too um they're not pushing it close enough to failure like you can tell they probably still have another five or six repetitions in the tank but they're more so doing it just to get a bit of a pump get a little bit of a burn um so yeah and then in terms of the rest times i find a lot of people um especially in that first couple of years is they're, they're just not resting long enough um, and that's usually resulting of them not pushing as hard 
during their sets so they don't feel like they have to rest as long um so yeah they're just not training as hard as they probably should be um they're not going close enough to failure they're not resting enough um they're doing a lot of the exact same movement patterns in the exact same workout um and uh yeah overall they're just not getting the best outcome from it like at first you can pretty much do anything and still get newbie gains from it and still see great progress but once you start getting into that second third fourth year of lifting you do need to start to optimize things more efficiently so what i do notice with these people when they're coming to me is they're telling me how they're feeling after the workouts too so a lot of times they're just getting insane doms like they're just so freaking sore. They're going into the next sessions feeling sore. The joints are feeling anky. Um, they're hitting plateaus so quickly. Like they're finding themselves not being able to progress as much. Um, and they're just feeling like fucking dead after their workout. And they can have a hard time focusing on work and stuff just because they're just killing themselves. Um, and this is just going to lead to like suboptimal gains because they're not fully recovering from those sessions. They're not going to see as much muscle hypertrophy um so yeah like it's just like toning back on things is something that i always get them to do at first and really analyze their form their intensity and ensure all of those things are in check um so that's that's probably the biggest thing that i see with a lot of people that come to me oh yeah so um i do see this and uh, as you just said man like you know we i totally relate to that um, in the beginning and in, in our in our first lifting years, you know, we uh, all the stuff that you said, you know, I've pretty much done. <laughs> We've pretty much done in our in the very beginning years where we 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 train like, you know, no pain, no gain for two straight weeks, and then we're dead for like the third week, and then uh, and then we come back. So, it, I mean, it does show, you know, uh, uh, even before until now, I think it doesn't it's not always the case that you know like a, a high volume you know always always works but as you say you know some people are under training uh when we're not uh you know efficiently uh pushing ourselves to uh, the absolute uh good portion of where muscle gains is absolutely optimal so and i, I guess there's a lot of uh there's a lot of conversational uh aspects on you know what let's per, per se let's you know what two reps in reserve actually feel like compared to what is actually on paper um so there's a you know there's actually a lot of uh, different studies out there but not in that practical way so i guess as an in-person coach as uh, you and i has done before uh you know what that you know what those actually feel like uh we were able to actually i compared to and we also, you know, there's also, you know, lifting experience. So what do you actually have them uh, actually have them do uh, with all these suboptimal gains and when they're actually struggling with all these uh, dorm, doms and stuff? Yeah, like, again, just to go back to, like, I was the exact same way when I first started training too, where I was doing this, like, so much volume and just hitting, like, chest on one day and just doing a lot, a lot of the exact same movement patterns and just getting so much volume and just chasing after that pump rather than really focusing on getting close to failure and knowing what that feels like. Um, but, yeah, in, in terms of, like, actually getting my clients to see um, how close they are to failure, like, I actually had a challenge in my Facebook community on 
an RPE challenge to see, have my clients post up a video of them working out, like one of their working sets and they have to guesstimate how close they are to failure. Um, I, I found it was a very fun challenge and I was able to see like, okay, these people aren't quite training close enough to failure. Need a couple more repetitions, but a, a really easy way to gauge how far you are from failure is while you're performing that set, um, go to a complete failure. But before you hit complete failure, like when you think you have two repetitions in reserve, say out loud or just say in your head, okay, I got two more and continue going and see if you actually have two more or if you have more than that. Um, and go to, I find when you're trying to hit those failure or just feel that sensation of failure, do it on a movement that you're not going to injure yourself. So if you have like a leg press with like um, safeties on, like do it with a leg press, um, do it with like maybe a bicep curl or like, um, like a leg curl or leg extension where you, if you do hit failure, um, there's not going to be any negative repercussions from that. Um, so that's a that's one thing that I get them to do is uh, start gauging how far they are to failure. Send me videos of them performing the movements. Um, but yeah, another thing that I, I'll do with them is they'll get them to rest longer. So with like those compound movements, having them rest between three to five minutes. Um, if there's somebody that is still a little bit more new to lifting, I can't really move as much weight typically on like that lower end. Sometimes even like two minutes rest is okay for some of those individuals. Um, but if they're pushing heavy weights, making sure that they're resting in long enough so that they can still get almost the same amount of repetitions on that next set and push really close to failure again. And like, what I tell them too, like if you feel like you don't need that rest, the likelihood you're just probably not pushing hard enough with those specific sets. So you got to make sure that you're pushing hard enough so that you actually feel taxed after that you actually feel like you need that recovery. Um, so that's that's a big part of it. And then in terms of like the movements too, like like I mentioned, like a lot of them are doing like the same movement patterns, like. I've seen people do like three different types of lap pull downs where they go one wide, one like like slightly like more of like a neutral one, uh, like close grip, and they're doing like three sets of each of those. When realistically, you probably only need to do one of those variations and just do three hard working sets of it, rather than trying to have a bunch like nine sets of like a slightly different variation. Um, so yeah, making it so that there's less overall exercises, but since you know that there's less overall exercise, you're going to put your full effort into it. Because if you know that um, you still have freaking like five, six, seven more exercises to do, you're probably not like subconsciously, you're not going to push as hard, right? Because you're like, oh, fuck, I still have to do all of this. But if you know you don't have as, if you only have like four or five more exercises after you, you're going to push it because you know, like, I want to get the most out of this set. Um, so just bringing those sets down. So if they came to me and they were doing like four or five sets of uh, like dumbbell chest press before, I usually bring it down to like two or three at first and get them to train really close to failure. Um, but uh, and another thing that I forgot to mention before is I do find a lot of people using a lot of different intensity techniques. So like supersets, um, like um, supersets, drop sets, all these different things and just having it after like every single or for every single exercise. Um, and I found just you can still utilize some of these intensity techniques, but doing them in a way where um, it's not every single exercise where you're just fatiguing yourself and that. <laughs> halfway through the workout you just can't like let move as much weight because you're so fatigued like you want to make sure that 
Um, there's, you can use them, have one or two in each of your workouts, but if you're having like five different intensity techniques in one workout, it's probably not going to go over well. You're probably going to find it more challenging to actually log it um, in there with your book because like logging those kind of intensity techniques can be um, a little bit more challenging sometimes too. So if we can keep it to more straight sets, I found that and push to a high level intensity, it's typically worked better than doing a lot of intensity techniques. Um, but yeah, yeah. In terms of like the actual volume too, like um, with people coming to me, I've had that I've seen them doing in terms of muscle groups per week, um, how many sets they're doing there. I've had people come to me doing like 20 to 40 sets per muscle group per week and i'm like man like how can you even like fuck like if you're training to close to failure like there's no way you can recover there's no way you can continue pushing like hard at that point um but i also find when you i look at people's sets like a lot of those sets they're doing is more so like a warm-up set because they're not pushing as hard but yeah so i've toned it back to like 6 to 20 20 at most for most people in terms of like maybe a muscle group that they want to work on a bit more but that's that's helped a lot in terms of recovery and they feel like they can continue to progress because a lot of people too if you're doing such high volume the fatigue is just going to be so high week to week that to, in order to actually <laughs> uh increase your weights week to week it like it just doesn't happen a lot of times it starts declining over time whereas if we can do less total movements if we can push it close to failure get a good overall amount of recovery um you're going to be able to continue slowly progressing over time yeah that's uh that makes so much more sense for uh a lot of individuals who you know who really want to think about you know rethink about the chest day back day volume i mean all in all it it works for somebody else. It may or may not work for you, but you know, some, I think there's a, there's a, there's a science behind these 35 to 40 uh, sets per muscle group stuff. And uh, I think what we're, what we're trying to, you know, say here is, um, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll take, I'm maybe ask your take on this. You know, you say you like six to 20 sets per muscle groups around there for, uh, you know, in a week. Right. So, from from all in all, you know, you know what is the what is the what, you know what like what is uh, a really beneficial? Uh, I'm gonna first ask this. You know what is a really first beneficial uh, state that you can see from these? You know, let's say 20 sets per muscle group over the week, and let's say in four weeks. You know what what is like a a predictable kind of progression would be? What would that be like? Yeah, so it's going to depend on what movement you're doing and kind of what level of experience. Like if you've been lifting like 10 years, if you've been lifting like two years. But yeah, you, you should be able to. I usually like to use double progression. Like um, a lot of the techniques that I use are from like Team 3DMJ, like from my coach as well. And that's he's also the one like from listening to a lot of their podcasts is helped me realize that, yeah, bringing the volume down is a good idea. <laughs> and that's where like I've just by implementing it, like I've found in my last competition prep I was my volume levels were like quite extreme like 30-ish sets for some muscle groups and like I just didn't find I was actually able to push myself um, but yeah in terms of like the progressions like just being able to like if you have like say you're doing like an incline dumbbell chest press maybe you're do uh, using like say 70 pounds you're aiming for eight to ten repetitions um, that first week maybe like 
you might be able to do eight um, reps on pretty much all the all three sets, or maybe eight, eight, seven. And then the next week, you'll probably be able to do like maybe nine, eight, eight, or something like that. And then you'll probably be able to slowly work up those repetitions to that high end of that rep range. Once you get there, then the next week you can increase your your weight maybe to eighty five pounds or not eighty five seventy five pounds. Um, so that would be like kind of a realistic progression with that. Um, and then when it comes to like the reps in reserve, like having your first set be about maybe like three reps in reserve, so you could possibly have done three more if you went to a complete failure. Like if somebody had a gun to your head telling you to go to a complete failure with perfect form, um, you would have three more. And then the next, usually my second set will be about two reps in reserve. And then that last set is pretty much just one repetition in reserve. Um, and then keeping that intensity throughout that whole week or throughout uh, from week to week to week. Um, and then towards the end, yeah, the fatigue is going to accumulate quite a bit and having a deload, um, toning back on the volume a little bit is just going to reduce that fatigue. So then you can go back into progressing in the future. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And now, you know, we're, we're, I think we, we, we talking about these, you know, volumes, uh, I think it will solve, you know, majority of people who actually want to, uh, you know, achieve muscle hypertrophy to build muscle as the most efficient way possible. I think we've been speaking in that column for, uh, you know, basically the majority of this entire, uh, podcast at the moment where people wanted to, you know, talk about bodybuilding in an all natural state and, you know, that type of volume where it's more efficient to actually build muscle or, um, this is at least what I think <laughs> I could be wrong, but, in that sense, maybe not all of the listeners uh, want to do bodybuilding. Um, so uh, let's say, would you say this would relate or it would there be any uh, relationship with other sports? Let's say if some people want to do you know, strength training, like powerlifting, Olympic lifting, other sports aside from bodybuilding. Is there, is there a difference or um, would that be a good starting point for, you know, what level of your athletes yeah um for sure like it, in terms of powerlifting too that's another sport like i find that people don't that don't have a coach for it they tend to do a little bit more volume than they should on those like compound movements as well um and i find when people start doing like almost excessive amounts of volume with those compound movements um they can start dealing with like knee hip issues lower back issues just because it's such a taxing movement so if you can yeah still make sure you have a good amount of volume for those compound movements but maybe instead of having all five or six sets of um like uh for your squat pattern on like a barbell low bar back squat maybe have like three sets of that on like, um, yeah, barbell back squat, and then maybe another two, three sets on a leg press to get some volume there. It's a little bit more safer. Um, Cause that, that's another thing that I've found like in the past, I've even personally done when I was doing like a power building program, whereas I was doing like 10 sets of three. <laughs> um, I think it was like Matt Ogus's seven, five, three program that I was running. And like the amount of sets I was doing for some of the compound movements, um, I made some great strength gains but my joints and my lower back my hips my shoulders were just like destroyed <laughs> after going through that whole program so being able to be mindful of that fatigue and um what how your body's actually feeling um i'm sure i would have done a lot better if i would have just maybe had three sets of five or something and then having a little bit more 
accessory work um, to still get some volume in, but in more of a safer setting. Yeah. So this really, uh, 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 I would say, I would agree that this uh, is a very sports specific type of, um, you know, volume that, you know, must be carefully uh, put together. So uh, just for all of you out there, uh, you know, if you are planning to do any sort of bodybuilding or, uh, uh, you know, natural, all, all natural bodybuilding uh, type of volume, uh, please reach out to any of us. <laughs> We're more than happy to help. Uh, but if you're uh, powerlifting or any sort of Olympic lifting where the, I think it's, you know, really smart to find somebody um you know, not just a homie who's done this before or competed before, uh, but these volume can actually, you know, overall, it could really, really affect uh, maybe an upcoming meet or any sort of like that. So look, look out for yourself. Um, you know, as you know, Brandon has said before, you know, you want to you increase your, you know, your risk of injury if you're just exposing yourself to massive as well of a volume beyond your uh you know body's capabilities on handling that you know as you know you did say you know people handle volume very very differently you know it's just on based on the person uh not really everything is on by the paper uh i think a very good i a uh, very good point it is just to we have a very good predictable uh you know week to week progression i think that's a really good way to uh you know sum it up for you know the, the uh, and in terms of you know what is enough of volume or what is not enough of volume for 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 some of them and of course i would say also say sum it up is that by you know volume as you said say it's not only just by you know the you know how many sets uh, you're doing per muscle group. I think it. Uh, you also mentioned there's, uh, you know, the RPE or the RIR. You know, the intensity of the workout is actually part of the volume, and it's also part of, um, you know, how many times you're doing it per week. Uh, let's say, as you said, you don't want to be working, you know, like five different or three different different lat pull downs in one session. Uh, you know, it's just, you know, suboptimal, you know, so you wouldn't really plan out your week for these type of, you know, all these categories actually fall into, uh, you know, when you quote unquote volume as well. Uh, I think it's a really good way to sum it up. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you want to add? One more thing is when you yeah. look at the volume from like a compound, like maybe like a a barbell back squat or like um or like a conventional deadlift like the volume from those like since those movements are quite taxing just on the full body um the volume from those compared to maybe like a leg press or like a 45 degree uh hip extension like there is a little bit of difference in terms of they would classify as like the stimulus to fatigue ratio like you're getting like a large amount of stimulus from like the back squat, but you're also getting a large amount of fatigue. So just understanding that when it comes to your own programming that you should have, you should be understanding, okay, like what, how am I going to feel if I do like five or six sets of like barbell back squats at a very heavy weight. Um, so just understanding that not all exercises are created evenly, evenly for the like volume totals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but, uh, you know, before we close this off, I think um, what you mentioned uh, back there is, I think is going to be another really, really uh, productive episode is when you talk about uh, techniques, you know, a couple of intensity techniques. Um, so things like drop sets that you talked about, things like um, supersets. I think this is another another one uh, of those questions that we actually get a lot often. 
you know, when to use them, when to utilize them, and when is it beneficial versus when is it, you know, suboptimal as we just mentioned in this episode. But I think we don't have time for that now. I think that's 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 a totally individual uh, thing by itself. But I think uh, it's a very good covered of, uh, you know, what volume, uh, you know, looks like as a whole. Um, and is there anything else you want to add before we close this out? Um, no. Yeah, that's pretty much everything, man. That's excellent. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we are, uh, again, we just want to you know speak to you guys. We are back on Spotify and now we are actually on YouTube as well. Uh, we have this YouTube channel at Lifting Nerds. You can just check us out and also our new Instagram page at Lifting Nerds as well. Uh, if you like, please leave us uh, any comments and any ratings on Spotify. Uh, we will look into those. And we, once we have enough, um, you know, uh, questions or any comments there we'll definitely share them as a potentially a q a session um that'll be really really cool i think in the future uh so yeah we'll uh i'll be closing that out and we'll see you guys next week peace okay yes